1: As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every
3: audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow.
2: iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. iHeartRadio presents Conversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up ritual Scrub stars Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Conversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Hello and welcome back to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. I'm Will Pearson, president of iHeart Podcast. As you know, every week we like to get together with one of our favorite podcasters, creators, producers, talk about the industry, talk about a new show. Super excited about today's conversation. Uh, You know Damon John is the founder and CEO of FUBU, much-celebrated global lifestyle brand, done over $6 billion in product sales over the years. Of course, he's won countless awards, including Brand Week's Marketer of the Year, Best-selling author. Actually, I have a couple of his books on my bookshelf over there, including Power Shift, the latest one that I've bought from him. And then you know, 14th season of the business show Shark Tank. It's an incredible show. It's actually one of my favorite shows to watch. We were talking about it just before this. We may have a few questions about Shark Tank as well, but Damon, thanks for spending a few minutes with us today.
3: Oh, man, thank you. And I didn't know that you went out and supported the books. I I appreciate it, and I hope they uh, have have been useful to you or family members or friends or...
2: Anybody? Incredibly, incredibly. I would suggest them for anybody, not just those that are interested in startups and the entrepreneurial space, but just in sort of how to organize your thinking and guidance. We'll probably get to some of that as well. We'll of course get to that moment, which is the reason that we have you here today. That moment is the name of your new podcast. We've been talking to you and your team for quite some time about starting this. Thrilled to finally be launching it. But before we get to that, I I love origin stories of super successful people. And I love your origin story in terms of jumping into uh, the entrepreneurial world and the founding of FUBU. And for those that don't know that story, would you mind just taking us back a little bit and and telling us how you did get your start as an entrepreneur? Because I I love reading about this story.
3: Oh, I mean, you know, this is a 54-year story. Um, So how to kind of put it in two minutes. Basically, you know, kid growing up in New York City, loving fashion, loving hip-hop, you know, raised by a single mother. Couldn't really, you know, rap or sing to be in that industry that I loved uh, in that Capacity, But, you know, put two things together. I love fashion and hip-hop. Didn't use the lack of funds as an excuse. I would stand out on the corner in 1989 with a bunch of hats that I had made on Easter, Good Friday, 89, with a bunch of hats I made the night previously before. And I would sell $800 worth of hats in an hour. And that would start me on the long journey of officially becoming an entrepreneur, which was opening and closing that company three times. Uh, Ran out of cash, working at Red Lobster at night, doing Google in the daytime, mortgaging my mother's house burning furniture to move sewing machines in there and sleeping sleeping bags next to it and almost going bankrupt two times when I was broke and then all of a sudden 1998 you know having a product that's globally recognized and millions and millions and millions of dollars in the bank and celebrity and friends and almost go bankrupt lose my wife the business obviously like all the business goes down and runs to pivot and finds other businesses invest in other things all of a sudden I'm on a show called Shark Tank and I'm investing in other people and 14 years in, going on my 15th season, dealing with everything from cancer to the bores to ups, the highest ups, the lowest lows, uh, traveling the world with presidents, speaking on stages, losing it all, gaining it back. I'm here with you today.
2: It's as simple as that. So you captured it. Yeah, to- it's, it's really simple. It's really simple. Just do all those things and you too can have a billion dollar empire. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty terrific. Well, let's talk about Shark Tank for a second. I'm curious. I mean, the <clears throat> hundreds, and maybe at this point, even thousands of people that you've seen coming in front of you, pitching the ideas there. When you're there, you have this Really, it's it's sort of an instant that they're, you know, pitching something mm-hmm. to you guys. What are those few things that you're looking for that help you make a decision so quickly as to whether you feel like this is something you would potentially want to jump into?
3: It's not as quick as you may think. We don't have any information on them. They come in, um, but an average pitch could be an hour long. So it's not as quick as the eight minutes you end up seeing, right? But, you know, it's not the company. It almost is never the company. The company is a good entry into the doorway of the idea, but it's the person. End of the day, it's the fact that you really gel with this person, you like what they're doing, you think they're solving something, but then you gotta look at everything else. The numbers, right? The person's history, you wanna work with the person, the size of the market, where you can add value. You know, I, I may not be to without value. if You are super geeky and in the tech world where Robert and Cuban are very big in. So it, it's a combination of a bunch of those things, but no matter what, at the end of the day, and I would like to talk about it, whether it's a shark tank or not, you know, when you have two people that want to join forces and they want to solve something together you can't stop them you know the business could be this and that we'll figure it out you know it's really two people that want to solve things right so it's almost like in your personal relationship or or anything else when you have two people that are working towards a common goal and excited about it they will figure a way out if you don't have two people that understand each other respect each other respect the goal willing to communicate they will not figure
2: it out you mentioned it's the person are there times where you're seeing a pitch and you realize this isn't the idea but this is the person and you sort of pull them aside and say, like, let's stay in touch because I, I do believe in you as an individual.
3: Well, you know, that's a good point. I can't stay in touch with to them because of the show. Got it. All right. And so I can't know them prior and I cannot stay in touch with them if I don't do a deal because then there's no show. Yes. There's oh <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, I'll come back tomorrow. Yeah, why don't you come back tomorrow? And then, you know, there's got to be stakes. And then, you know. Being on a show like that, um, being who I am, I have been so fortunate enough to know that we see an average of 150 people a year. There was one time we've seen 200 a year. We're going on our 15 seasons, so you can average that out to, I don't know, how many is that, right? Around 2,000, yeah, you know, almost 2,000 people, right? or something of that nature. So anyway, I know somebody else is coming through the door again right after that person leaves. So, you know, I may be caught up in in a moment, but then all of a sudden another person comes in and they have it all together.
2: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.
3: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest.
2: Love the connection to people. I think at the core, what I get excited about, what gets me up in the morning, is connecting with people in an unscripted, unvarnished way Well, let's talk about the podcast. It's called that moment. And actually, even in telling your origin story as an entrepreneur, you mentioned several of these moments and experiences and things that you go through. We'd love to hear you talk about the idea of the show because, you know, this idea of that moment isn't always about that successful moment. It's not always about that tipping point. It's not always about those great things that happen. It's those downturns. It's those learnings. It's all of these things, but we'd love to hear you talk about what your vision is for, for that moment.
3: Yeah, you know, a lot of the people that you will see on podcasts or hear on podcasts or even on interviews, we get used to if they're public facing people, we get used to knowing our sound bites, what works. It doesn't mean we say it forever, right? But this two weeks, if there is a topic in the news, I can highlight that topic, right? And we want to obviously add value to who's listening and say, uh, you know, our opinion on what is happening currently. But, you know, it becomes really like speaking points that are valuable. But, you know, I want to know from some of the world's most interesting people. People, whether they are celebrities or athletes or somebody who created some science that you have no idea about, I want to know about certain moments in their life and where were they mentally. So, like me, when I'm thinking about moments in my life, I, you know, we can talk about the Damon John and that story I previously told you about all those things. But when you start digging deep, how did I feel when I was going bankrupt the first time? What was the song that was playing? You know, kind of like, you know, they say some of the most powerful moments in a movie is not when the person's saying anything, when the person is, you're just reflecting in their eyes and something's going on. And I remember when I was going bankrupt and it was my first shot at this, I remember standing outside the club and the song um, Rising to the Top by Kenny Burke was playing. It was a very famous song and still is, but it's a song about aspiration and rising up. And I remember standing outside a club because I couldn't get in. I first of all didn't have the money to get in and also it was a rough club it was the only club I knew in my neighborhood and all the really well-known drug dealers were going to the club so I didn't want to go into that club for various reasons. A lot of my friends were there and they had moved to that side. I said I was never going to sell drugs. So I didn't want to be inducted into that and pressured. I didn't want to get beat up because I wasn't part of that scene, but I wanted to hear some music and then all of a sudden I see these drug dealers, these famous, they get off these motorcycles. They have the big, all the gold. They look like Mr. T yep. all the women are screaming over them. The bikes are shining really glossy. I'm in my little beat up car listening to Rising at to the top saying to myself, I will be that person one day. But I will do this legally, right? It was a very dark moment in my life in one sense, but it was a very bright moment in my life and how I felt that moment. And in that interview of that moment, I will go deeper towards what happened when I went home that night. Did I have a girlfriend in my life? That's my special. Was my mother thinking of me as somebody she was proud of, or the fact that I took that one year up a of high school and never went back and what where were my fears? And so when I get deeper into that with other people, I think that people are going to find that it's very, very insightful on in how some of your Favorite people or people you never knew that you respect. What did they do with those moments of their life? And we will go over several of those moments and dig really deep
2: into it. And I feel like it's even though you know people don't have identical experiences, those moments I think people can identify with either similar experiences or something that they may be going through right now. To so say I'm I'm going through a moment and didn't even fully realize it. I'm hearing Damon or I'm hearing you know yeah. some, an- another you were, guest. You will be show. able to. We will all be able to relate to you know. Yeah.
3: You got We've gotten to a point in this country where everything is either totally left or totally right. We're, we're not meeting people in the middle, and I, and I honestly believe that 90% of us have more in common than we have apart. But every one of us can relate to that moment, whether you are white, black, Jewish, woman, veteran, uh, you know, rich or poor. We can all resonate with a moment when we were somewhat discriminated against for various reasons. So I can be talking to somebody wealthy and I can say, what was the moment when your parents' wealth hurt you because you walked into a room and people thought you were just gifted those things? How did you feel, you know? But today I think that black people may think that white people have it made and white people may think that black people are doing this for this reason and Jewish people. When I start going into those moments with people, we will find defining moments that we all can relate to, yeah.
2: you know? You know, I think that's that's super interesting. Well, let's talk about the format of the podcast. You've, you know, obviously been an incredible, successful author. You've been on Shark Tank for a long time. You're a regular speaker. You've done several other things. We're jumping into podcasting. I'm curious, what is attractive to you about the podcast space that made you want to do this?
3: Well, I had a podcast a long time ago. I put out one six months or one year thing, mm-hmm. way down the road, I think in my six years ago and it was in collaboration with ZipRecruiter and it, it went to like number three or number one on the business podcast list mm-hmm. in, a quick, in a quick amount of time. And I realized that there's some free flowing conversations that people rather hear and they, they, people absorb podcasts way different than people may absorb my books or see me on Shark Tank. And there's so many other facets of my life that I can pull out of other people. And when we're hearing those moments from that person, I'm sure there's, and I know it already because there have been, there've been moments that I related to that you didn't yeah. hear things from me. And I like that kind of chilling on the stoop, we're going to kick it type of thing. And I think it's easily something that people can absorb. I'm a huge fan of podcasts because I'm dyslexic. I don't have time to sit down and knock mm-hmm. out books. And you know what? Podcasts are something you can do, of course, you know, while simultaneously on the treadmill or doing various other things. So mm-hmm. uh, I figured this was a platform that I can really be in touch with people that follow me, people who don't follow me and get really in depth because, you know, we just kind of wash over things when we talk about interviews that are always three minutes, five minutes. You got, You, you can't go deep into it.
2: Curious to hear about what else you're up to, anything that we should be looking forward to coming in the near future from you?
3: Yeah, a so new season of Shark Tank. I have my Black Entrepreneurs Day that I do annually, and we've on several webbies for where, you know, by the time, you know, we've given away, we're going to go in our fourth year, we give away an average of a quarter million dollars away to small African American businesses that need it and grants, and I think this year we'll be breaking the $1 million mark of giving away money, oh, wow. and we do very similar to what we're doing on that moment. We interview really great subjects at the Apollo Theater. People have been on in the past have been Kevin Hart, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, Venus Williams, Spike Lee, Ice-T, LL Cool J, Bob Johnson. So we interview these people to talk about their failures and mm-hmm. how did they maintain, you know, success and overcome those things. You know, I knew, I figured you are going to ask me and I'll put on my top hat because I also <laughs> am going down the journey again of education. And I have a, a book. This book didn't not only hit New York Times bestseller list for uh, three or four weeks, but it also became Amazon's top book uh, for about two days. That means the top book of all books, not children, books, all books. I that mean, that's all amazing. Books. Did you I say all, all books all in the books, country all you books. Know, for about a, about a day or so? That means all books. Even the books, the pamphlets that come with any device you buy. And this is actually the only book out now that I've ever seen that not only has financial intelligence, but it talks about how to uh, think like an entrepreneur at a very young age, which allows kids to process money and not almost go bankrupt three times like the author of this book. And this is really great. I mean, I'm loving it. You know, the beautiful thing about that, I get on any kind of podcast or interview, nobody cares about politics or religion when we are talking about children. And this is going to be my legacy of creating a conversation in this country that everybody will now start hopefully making books and or materials for kids Mm -hmm. 5 to 15 years old to start giving them an understanding of financial intelligence so they're not Mm -hmm. at 17 years old acquiring $500,000 worth of student debt for a career that right. they're not even sure they want, that they won't pay up until they're 60.
2: I love it, too, because, you know, you're, you're reaching an audience, probably many of whom have the skills and the drive and the willingness to become a great entrepreneur. Some of them don't always know that, though, don't always know that okay. they have the tools and the ability and to, you know, inspire them to say, Go do this. You can do this. Here's some of the tools for
3: that. 100%. But, you know, it's also for entrepreneurs because, you know, it's harder working within the system. And if you have the mentality of an entrepreneur, that will separate you from the rest of the team. A lot of people like, yeah, I'm waiting for my check every week or every month. Uh, If you have this idea or the mentality of an entrepreneur, you can work on your day job. Maybe you can be a more value there. Maybe you become a partner in the company or you get rewarded over that. So it's really about all just the thought process of that. And actually, you know what's going on, how to utilize money in very, very simple ways, you know, that uh, I wish somebody had have taught me when I was 20 years old.
2: Absolutely. Well, I appreciate what you do to teach all of us. These are skills that we could all use and coming from somebody who's actually experienced the highs, the lows, yeah. eventually, you know, more of the highs, but it's been fantastic to watch. We're incredibly excited about this podcast. Any other thoughts on what we should be looking forward to with the podcast before I let you go? So we're
3: going to go deep on some of these things and we're just going to talk about everything. You never know where that wrap whole leads. So when you start asking somebody, you know, questions, you know, I remember one of my first book was out, and I was sitting with the goalless writer, and I said, yeah, yeah you know, so my um, father up, and I was ten. So mom and I, and and he said, you can't just say that. The reader needs to know how you feel at the moment. So what do you mean how I feel? He said, well, how do you feel? I said, that ah, was cool. Well, how do you feel? You father love Yeah, it's was fine. How do you feel? You up. Get it. You know, so all of a sudden, right, you start going down a a rabbit hole, right? And I think that is the most fascinating. I'm so excited about it because I'm literally going to be trying to pull out things that I want to know, and you ask, I see some questions. Who you're going to get some uh, very, very colorful answers?
2: I can't wait. I really can't. It's going to be a fantastic podcast. It's called That Moment. It's out now. Damon, thanks so much for spending some time with us. Thank you. Thanks for having me, and thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back again with another great conversation next week. Take care. Conversations is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's brand new,
2: Season 2. And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy
3: and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.